Brew is like, did you just trade my future for a pet rock? Hello ladies and gentlemen, today I actually have something different for you. On Saturday, I went to Hoyt's, which is a cinema, not too far from where I live, and saw one of the latest films in the cinema. It's called Minions, The Rise of Gru, and, and here to talk to me about it is Mandy. Hello Mandy, how are you? I'm fabulous, we haven't spoken for a few weeks, how are you? I've been doing well, thank you, and what about you? I am doing fabulous. I've been on holiday to the UK. Must be nice. <laughs> I love the way you rolled your eyes. You will get there soon, and when you do, you're going to love it. I should hope so, and, f- and hopefully I'll meet a woman there. Yes. Well, you'll certainly see some trains. I sent you a little video of, of some steam trains. Did you enjoy that? I certainly did. What did you notice about the engine of the train that I sent you? I noticed everything that, that a steam engine has. The buffers, the coupling hooks on both ends, the tail lamp, the tender, the the cab, the driver and fireman, the whistle, the safety valve, the dome, the boiler, the, the smoke box and the funnel. My goodness, you know all about these things. I just noticed the doot doot. That's the whistle. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know all the other things that you know. That's incredible. So you enjoyed that video? I certainly did, yes. That's good. And with diesel engines, they don't have whistles. They have electric horns. Ah. Which don't sound as attractive. No, there's something romantic about the whistle of a steam train, isn't there? Steam engine, not train. Sorry. Sorry, steam engine. Sorry, my apologies. (laughs) The things you put up with with me, Michael, hey? The things I put up (laughs) with with a lot of people. I know. Thank God you're patient, hey? Well, my mother's been helping me work on that. Has <laughs> she now? Yeah. Very good. We've all got things to work on, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you went to see... Minions, The Rise of Gru. Now, tell me, this was number three in the series or number four? No. This is actually the sequel to Minions, which is a spin-off of the Despicable Me franchise. Right. So, is this a prequel? What they call a prequel? Yeah. It is. So this is explaining how the Minions and Gru came to be before Despicable Me. Yeah, but actually that was established in the first in the first Minions. This one is a, revolves around Gru's childhood and his ambitions to become a supervillain. Okay, you did something when you went to see this movie, which was pretty cool. Do you want to explain what you did? Sure. Apparently, there's been some kind of trend on TikTok where all these young gents have been dressed up in formal wear and seen that film around the world. And so, I was convinced to do the same. That's so cool. So, the movement's called Hashtag Gentle Minions. Yes, it is. No one really kind of understands how it started, though. No, I don't even know either. There is a theory that the people that are going to see this movie five years ago when the last Minion movie came out, we're probably around 10 or 11. The first Minions was actually released in 2015. And then when was the next one released? Okay. The first Despicable Me was released in 2010. The second film was released in 2013. Then in 2015, the first Minions film was released. Then the third Despicable Me was released in 2017. Right. And this one... 
Minions The Rise of Gru was supposed to be released two years ago in 2020, but it kept getting postponed multiple times due to something we all hate and are all over. And we won't mention because it's not allowed to be mentioned on this podcast. No. So the people that saw the last movie in 2017 would have been maybe 10 or 11 and now they're 15 or 16. And so there's a theory rolling around that these kids have kind of wanted to see this next film. It's mostly blokes though, isn't it? It's young men who have dressed up in suits and ties. Yeah, I know. But I have to say, you looked pretty specky in your suit and tie going to the movies. I did? Yeah, you always look sharp. Thanks. If you haven't already seen it, jump on Michael's Instagram because there's some great footage of you in your suit going in as a hashtag gentle minion to see the movie. Yeah. Although I was, I also wanted to make sure that I wouldn't be turned away from the cinema if I turned up in a suit. Why? Because um, I found reports that in the UK, some of the these gentle minions were being disruptive during the screening. Oh. And, and so in the UK, some cinemas have banned people, people from seeing the film if they turn up in suits. Right. So did anyone say anything to you when you arrived in your suit? No, because I actually um, made sure with them the, the, the day before. Right. I tried to call them, but their phones were dead, so I went there in person. And you stood there and asked them, is it okay if I come tomorrow to see this movie wearing a suit? Yeah. And? As long as I wasn't a group of people. But I told them it was just me and one person, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be disruptive. I can't imagine you being disruptive in a movie. No, of course not. That's that's childish. Yeah, that's right. And plus, these people that were disruptive, they're, they're teenagers. Teenagers have no maturity whatsoever. <laughs> oh, some of them do. <laughs> <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. Well, maybe you don't know enough teenagers. No, because I'm way too old for those people. Well, okay. I know some pretty sensible teenagers. Fair enough. Anyway, were you the only one wearing a suit? Yes. Did you feel good? Yeah, I did, as always. As always. Do you think you find yourself more feeling more confident when you're in your suit? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. It's a, also kind of a fashion statement too. Yeah. So, you went to see... Minions, The Rise of Gru. Shall we do a film review for anyone who's thinking about going to see the film? Sure. Why not? I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are because you are a bit of a film buff. I'm something of a film buff, but I mostly prefer television shows to films. Yes. I think given that it's school holidays here in Australia right now and that this movie has been released around the globe, that this might be a good thing for everybody to get a a review of what your thoughts are. Yeah, whether you're a parent with children or even kids. Some of my favourite actors are in this film. Well, I don't really know about them being my favourite actors, but um, did you mean that you have have favourite actors that were in that film? Steve Carell is one of my favourites. Oh, and why is that? I think he's got this really lovely way of developing characters and I think Gru was such an interesting, funny character. Yes, I would certainly say. Um, in the in the main franchise, he voices him very deeply, but in this film, he uses a much higher voice. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Because he's a child? Is that why? Yes, of course. Right. Just tell me a little bit. This is about Gru growing up, is it? Yeah, in the in the 1970s. <gasps> see, I grew up in the 1970s. Maybe I should see this film. Maybe you should. T- 
Tell me some of the 70s things that were happening in the film. Disco stores, for example, record stores. And one of the characters, a member of the Vicious Six, a team of supervillains, this person's name is Bellbottom. Oh, yeah. She, she has an afro and she dresses like a disco diva. Fantastic. Bell bottoms are a style of pants from the 70s. They Did are? you know that? Yeah. I didn't. Bell bottoms are really huge flares. Oh. Do you know what flares are? Nope. So flares are jeans that are kind of tight around the bum, tight around the thighs, and then sort of from the knees down, they just flare out into these big bells. Oh, I see. Bell bottoms. Ah, <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. But isn't that like an outdated type of pants? Well, they're coming back. I've noticed a lot of people wearing flares these days. Oh. I think they're back in fashion. Just like mullets. <laughs> the haircut mullets, yes. Uh, yeah, they yeah. are back in fashion. You're right. But I could never have one of those. I don't think I could either, Michael. Although, back in the 70s, when I was at school, or maybe the early 80s, I had a rat's tail. A rat's tail is a tiny, thin little plait of hair down the back of your neck. Okay. <laughs> you could have one of those. Pass. <laughs> All right, let's get on with this review. What else can you tell me about this movie? Well, in my opinion, it's pretty entertaining for the most part. But being a man in his late 20s, I... Don't consider this film to be one of my favourites at all. Like, are you sort of saying to yourself, I'm a man in my late 20s, I shouldn't be watching this movie? No, it's not because of that. But it's because over the years, my tastes have changed. I really loved the Despicable Me franchise years ago. Yep. But at some point years ago, I just simply grew out of it. And because it just was no longer my thing. So keeping that in mind, you overall enjoyed this film, yeah? I did, yes. Groot is 11 years old growing up in the suburbs in the 1970s. And he tries to join a team of supervillains called the Vicious Six. He tried to join them because they um, betrayed and left their leader for dead. His name is Wild Knuckles. But they abandoned him and left him for dead because because apparently an old supervillain who's elderly is, is just sad. And he was actually disgusted by their lack of loyalty. But that's the thing. Villains don't have any loyalty to anyone apart from themselves. So was this kind of like villains that weren't really very good at being villains? Um, it seems like stereotypical villains. Right. I've already described one of the characters, Bellbottom. Another one is called Nunchuck, who's a nun and has nun nunchucks for weapons. She's a nun with nunchucks? Yeah. So, so she's called Nunchuck, and she's voiced by Lucy Lawless. I think that's fantastic. Lucy Lawless was is known for playing Xena on Xena Warrior Princess. Yes, and that she, was one of my favourite ever TV series. I need to start watching that myself. Yeah, it's the coolest. Honestly, I loved it. And she's also from New Zealand. And in fact, she was also on Parks and Recreation as Don, Ron Swanson's wife, Diane Lewis. Was she? I didn't know that. Other members of the Vicious Six were Svengeance, who's a roller skater. He's played by an actor named Dolph Lundgren, who's Swedish. 
There's also, oh, Walt Knuckles, he's played by Alan Arkin. There's two more. There's Jean Claude, who's a French villain um, with a giant mechanical lobster claw for a, <laughs> for a right arm. That's cool. And he's played by none other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, Jean-Claude is his character name, but Jean-Claude Van Damme is his actual name, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's the actor's name, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And finally, there's Stronghold, a muscular man with giant metal hands. Right. And he's played by Danny Trejo. He played Rosa Diaz's father in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Some of your faves. That is one of my favourite shows. To be honest, I feel like that Lucy Lawless, Danny Trejo, and Jean-Claude Van Damme only had very few lines in that film. So I feel like that their talents were being wasted. But then again, that's so typical of of these um, animated films. They always bring in big names to voice these characters. Yeah. I bet they get, they get paid quite a bit just to do that little part too. Yeah, I would I assume that they would. But to be honest, those characters of the Vicious Six, they're better off in their own spin-off television series or something. I bet you anything that's going to happen. The next one will be the Vicious Six. That's actually, that's actually a great name for a, a, a television series. Yeah, or another Minions movie that spins off from Minions. Maybe. You've just come Maybe. up with it. You're a genius. If anyone from Hollywood's listening, that's Michael's idea. You should pay him millions of dollars. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, um, the first Minions film was actually quite average at best. But this one was far more entertaining. And according to the critics, it's an improvement over the first Minions film. It featured the return of um, Russell Brand as Dr. Nefario. What did you think of his performance as Dr. Nefario? Is actually quite impressive. But in the third film, he didn't return for it because his character, Dr. Nefario, was accidentally freezed in carbonite. Oh, so he's frozen. Like, that's it in for the, him. In, in the third film, he was. Because this is a be- prequel, he's not frozen yet. No, and he's not a scientist either. He just owns a, a record store and and builds gadgets on the, on the side. It's kind of good to get the backstory. Yeah, it is. It also featured the return of Mr. Perkins, who um, was the president of the Bank of Evil in the first Despicable Me, but in this film, he's actually just one of the bank workers there. So Ah. as time went on, he became the president of the Bank of Evil. There you go. It's a bank for supervillains. Yep. And he's played by none other than Will Arnett. There's some good names in this film. Yes, I know. Did you laugh out loud? At what? At the movie when you were watching it. No, because the humour is not my style of humour. You must have had a smile or something along the way. I did. This sounds like I some did. funny stuff. I did have some random smiles along the way. Good. The the minions were also quite entertaining as as they always are. Can I tell you a story about a minion? What? So I had a birthday party a few weeks ago. It was my 50th. And I had a dress-up party with my family. And the theme of the dress-up party was M for Mandy. And my mum came dressed as a minion. (laughs) (laughs) She came dressed as a minion. She had yellow paint on her face. She had a yellow swimming cap on her head. (laughs) And she had these swimming goggles on. 
I should send you a photo. She looked pretty hilarious. A yellow skivvy and overalls. Okay, cool. Did she she get the voice right? Uh, Yeah, she did try. Okay. I'll give... I'll give that a pass. Oh, man, I gave her 9 out of 10 for her costume. It was amazing. Especially, you know, having the yellow paint on your face as well. She went all out. And yellow rubber gloves as well. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, technically, they're supposed to be black. She went to quite a bit of effort, I thought. That's good. I'm glad she did. Also, one of the key elements in this film features the Chinese Zodiac. Oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that. No. I don't think I don't think I was either. They were going to use the Chinese zodiac stone to become the most powerful villains in the world. A, a magical stone in the in the form of the Chinese zodiac. And so what happens to the stone? Well, they were going to use it at a Chinese New Year parade in Chinatown, which is in San Francisco. When the clock tower struck midnight, the vicious six used the stone and turned themselves into superpowered versions of animals from the Zodiac. Became different ones. A snake, a dragon, a monkey, a tiger, and an ox. What did Gru turn into? He didn't turn into any any animal. He actually um used a stone to turn the Vicious Six into rats. Cool. It sounds like a great film. It is, for the most part. Minions was done by a f- company called Illumination. They've also done Sing, Sing 2... The Secret Life of Pets, a sequel to The Secret Life of Pets, and The Grinch, The Lorax. They've also done the... And they're also most famous for the Despicable Me franchise. Yeah, so I didn't realise that that was a different company because I know there's Pixar, there's Disney, there's a whole bunch of different animators, isn't there? Yeah. Although I would say that Disney and Pixar are pretty much the best. Who did Up? Oh, Pixar. Yeah, that's a great film. That's a great animation. That's probably my favourite animation, I think. I actually noticed something about about Up. The two actors, Ed Asner and Christopher Plummer, remember them? Yes. Not only were they born the same year, but they also died the same year. Wow, what a coincidence. It is. Very coincidental. And they both died at the same age, too. 91. Okay. Um, but six months apart. You have an incredible brain for dates, don't you? Yep. Maybe you should be my calendar. I'll just tell you all my family's birthdays and you can just ring me and go, hey, it's your sister's birthday tomorrow. That's not one up to me. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to remember everything. If there's too much for me to remember, that's when I'll consider getting a diary. All right. Do you have any impersonations from the movie that you can do? Only Gru. I want to hear your Gru. When Gru's interviewed by the, by the Vicious Six and they had doubts that he could make a true supervillain, he said, yes, I am pretty despicable. You don't want to cross me! <laughs> and one of his minions, named Otto, made the mistake of trading the, the Zodiac Stone for a pet rock. <laughs> when Otto revealed, this, revealed it to him, Gru was like, Did you just trade my future for a pet rock? <laughs> oh, that's great. Have you ever had a pet rock? No. They were huge in the 70s and the 80s. I used to make them. Seriously? To, yeah, I used to stick googly eyes on these little rocks and paint them. Mate, it was the 70s. We didn't have the internet. Don't judge. Do not judge. Who the one wants that? Don't. Don't judge, mate. <laughs> anyway, you can still talk to a pet rock. 
They're inanimate objects. I know. Besides, what, why would you have a pet rock when you could have an AMC Pacer or an M- or AMC Gremlin? It was the 70s. You know, things were simple back then. Yes, I know. And that's and that was the, um, the hippies era too. It was indeed. Free love, peace, all of that. Yep, yeah, and also smoke, smoking marijuana. Yep, all of that. Yep, reminds me of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Very much so. How do you reckon you would have gone in the hippie era? I would have been very out of place. I don't know. Maybe you would have grown your hair. Maybe you would have wore one of those tassley tops and some bell bottoms. Ugh. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> no, I think you're a man of the 2000s, that's for sure. 2000s or 2010s or 2020s? You're a millennial. Millennial. Do you know what that is? Nope. A millennial is somebody who is a young adult in the early 21st century. Oh. Someone born in the late 80s or 90s, but mostly the 90s. So you are a millennial, also known as Gen Y. Gen Y? Generation Y, yeah. I see. Right. Closing remarks on this film. Do you have something to wrap it all up for us? If you're someone under the age of 10 or in your teenage years and you're really into the Minions themselves or even the Despicable Me franchise and you just love Illumination's work, I would definitely suggest that this would be a film for you to see. But if you're someone that, that's not into the Minions or, ev- or even grew out of it, see it for yourself and see how it turns out and then you can be the judge of what you think of it. For parents who have children and take them to the cinemas to see it, just view it as a bit of a um experience with your children because it's mostly for yep. for them in particular. It's always good as a parent though when you take your kids to a film if you get a few giggles out of it yourself. Yeah, that that would be right. That's the ideal scenario, really. All right, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna send you a photo on your WhatsApp of my mum dressed as a minion. Okay. Now keep in mind she is. 75, 76 years old. All right. I want to see your reaction. Okay. Um, <laughs> she looks nothing like a minion. Oh, come on. She does. <laughs> she just looks like, she just looks like a normal person with, um, a, with a long sleeved yellow top and, and blue overalls. And yet she has swimming gear. Well, it's, she's got a yellow swimming cap on to make her head bald. Yeah. All I can say is, yeah, you keep working on that. <laughs> You're brutal. You are brutal, Michael Theo. Truth is always quicker, Mandy. <laughs> the truth is always quicker. That's what we're going to leave this podcast on. The truth is always quicker. And that is your moral of the story for everyone this week. Yep. And for those who can't handle brutal honesty, bad luck. Bad luck. Wow. For them, but not for me. <laughs> Well, thanks for today. Good to chat to you, friend. My pleasure. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you for your time. Do you hashtag gentle minion? Ciao. Arrivederci. How would the minions say goodbye? I don't know. Minionese, I think. It's their own language. How do you say goodbye in minionese? Let me see. Popeye! I'm not saying that. Say it. Popeye! <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> see you next week. See you then, Mandy. Thanks for your time.